You are listening to the Cuss Running Podcast, where we believe that running should be whimsical and that everyone belongs. Run as you are. Hello, and welcome to the Cuss Running Podcast. Today's guest is Tawny Lacey. She is an accomplished endurance athlete, a running coach, a community builder, and just an all-around cool person. So Tawny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm super pumped to be here. <laughs> so Tawny, what is your running story? How did you get into it? So I, I feel like in listening to your past podcasts, I feel more relatable to people yeah. that you've interviewed because in my mind, everyone's been running forever. <laughs> I started running, I think maybe 12 years ago. I okay. had a couple of friends that like we would take walk lunch breaks. We would just do like a one mile route downtown Chicago. And one day, two of them were like, hey, we want to start running. And I said, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, A, I don't want to go back to look sweaty, but I think it was just like this overall cover for the fact that I was like, I can't run. Like, I don't know how to run. I can't run more than like a quarter mile. This is embarrassing. Like I have a cat on my lap right now. Uh, so, so I was dragged kicking and screaming into running. Uh, it They trained me basically how to run a 5k from there I pretty quickly jumped into like half marathons so I think I did my first half marathon a year later my friend's co-worker a friend Annie that I was running with her co-worker said when is Tawny going to run a marathon and I said <laughs> never I will never run a marathon but also during that time someone had given me I think it's Hell Corner's book somebody's book on running ultras mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that seems fun. I don't know if I'm capable of doing it, but it just seems like a fun adventure. And I like adventure. So I think my mind was sort of into the idea of ultras, but also not sure if my body could do that. I think about two, two or three years into running, I ran my first marathon. I haven't stopped running marathons since then. I don't know if my body likes running them, but <laughs> we just keep signing up anyway. So here we are with that. And then when it comes to ultras, your ultra, the six hour ultra was the first official ultra that I ran. My very first ultra was not official at all. I ran the lakefront from where I live, which is like diversity up north, then back down south and then back to where I live. So it was a total of 36 miles, but I ran it to see if I could do it and uh -huh. to see what I was capable of. I think at that point I had run a marathon because when I hit like 27 miles, I was so ecstatic. So I was like, I've never run this far. And then when I got closer to where I live, a couple of my friends came out to watch me and cheer me on. And they were like, how are you feeling? And I just went, this fucking hurts so much. I fucking hate this. Why am I doing this? And like a slew of swears came out of my mouth. And then I got home and I was like, okay, mentally you can do it. You're slow. That's fine. <laughs> like you can get yourself through it. Yeah. Jeez. That's probably like my history with running is that it's all been kicking and screaming, but I also kind of love it. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why we love it. We haven't figured that out yet. I want to hear about this lakefront self-done 50K, 50K plus that you did. When when did you do that? Uh, I want to say it was about six years ago. It was pretty early on into my running in general. And it was, I believe, shortly after the marathon. So I think it was like sometime in November. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was like, okay, I ran a marathon. So I feel like I would not say that I adequately trained for this at all. But I was <laughs> like, I ran a marathon that's 26 miles. This is only 10 miles more. Like, I'm pretty sure I can handle that. I think I can do it. So in my mind, I had trained for it. And I was like, great. Okay, I'm gonna do this. Okay, so like 
did you carry everything you needed or did you have like select spots where you were trying to like rehydrate or, I mean, it's November, so it's not super hot here. Yeah. So a lot of the water stations down South were closed by that point Mm -hmm. because they closed the water fountains after the marathon. So I had, I know I had a handheld with me and then at the time I wasn't using goose or anything. I was really only running with mostly non-processed foods. I had like Mm -hmm. dates, eggs, and pretzels. So Mm -hmm. I strictly run in leggings that have pockets and I would like shove my (laughs) pockets full of snacks. So if you ever see me running, you're like, what, why are her pockets so big? Phone, keys, snacks. Amazing. That is really, I mean, in my mind, when you said you did it, I was like, oh, she probably did that during COVID, you know, but no, you did it way before COVID as an idea. Would you do it again to see if like you could improve? I, I mean, I think I, I would train yeah. better at all, harder. I know a couple of people who did it during COVID and their times were just incredible, which is not about the time. It's about finishing. Mm-hmm. But just watching what other people are capable of is so cool. And the fact that everyone's really doing it unsupported, essentially, like people are just doing it because they want to, which is, I think what I love about ultra runners in general is that we're all a little bit weird and we're all a little bit crazy and just like, I want to do this thing. I want to try this thing. So I'm going to go do it. Yeah. I'm so amazed. I don't know if you've heard me go on a rant before about how I feel about the Lakefront Trail, but I don't feel positively (laughs) about it at all as like a place to run. And the fact that you like gritted out the whole lakefront trail, just like (laughs) mentally to me is so impressive. Just amazing. I was talking to someone the other day about Midwestern runners and specifically like an urban runner and how in terms of what's talked about in trail and ultra running, like totally were passed over. And I think there's like a mental fortitude that comes from having to run like such like a straight, Mm -hmm. nothing to, I mean, it's a beautiful path, but like this isn't mountains. You're not rewarded with waterfalls and stuff. Like you're staring at the same lake for 36 miles and you did it. Like the mental strength that it takes to do that, I think is so impressive. So kudos to you. Like, oh my gosh, I'm amazed. I think there's definitely times, what not even necessarily if I'm running long distance, like sometimes when I'm running like a 5k, I'm like, I've seen this route before. I've seen this spot of the lake a million times, but something that like really, I'm going to use the term jazzes me, even though I never use that term, like something that really jazzes me up and like gets me excited is like discovering things. So like something that I love about cup running is that you bring fun into running like you bring challenges and you're like, let's make this enjoyable. I love like getting up in the morning and chasing a sunrise and just like seeing all the beautiful colors. I love chasing new art, like whether it's on the rocks that somebody like painted or graffitied overnight, like random signs I think are great, random sculptures. So it's like, I'm always kind of looking for things to distract me a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the view is the same, although I will say if you run south to north, the view is just like totally different than running yeah. north to south, you know, like the, sh- the view of Chicago is different, like the feel is a little bit different. Yeah. So you can, you can get different <laughs> feelings in different neighborhoods, but the lake does look essentially the same. <laughs> I'm with you on, on the sunrises. We live, we live a block from the lake now up in Rogers Park and I go out a lot of mornings of the week and the sun, sunrise is different every morning but that's about the only time you're going to catch my friend I'm just now it's hitting me that whenever I'm out on a run and like I'll post a piece of art you are always like where is that like every time and it's hitting me like you're like oh you're using that as inspiration for a run so got started kicking and screaming but now 
I mean, my perception is, is that you're pretty ingratiated. I mean, you do a lot of like hosted group runs. Talk to me about how you got into that. Yeah. So I tend to, I don't know if I'm just lazy. So I tend to join a lot of other groups because I love <laughs> community, but I, I've gotten involved with a running company called Go Running Tours. Mm-hmm. So my friend Erica took a tour in Greece. And she talked to her husband and they decided we should bring this to Chicago because Erica loves to run and she loves Chicago. And this was right before COVID, I believe, that she brought it here. During COVID, another friend of mine and I had started doing donut tours on our own, essentially. So we would map out a route to different donut locations. Yes. And we would just go and run them. And we ate a full donut at each location, which is... Cool. Not recommended, but (laughs) delicious, totally delicious. But when Erica started doing her tours, we had said, hey, what if we did, like, what if we offered donut tours as part of that? So now you can go on a donut tour of either Lincoln Park or uh, River North, and we'll take you to three or four different donut locations. And we'll Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about Chicago history along the way. And it's kind of, it's given me like a different perspective of Chicago. I'm from Massachusetts originally. Like, I didn't know that much about Chicago. I knew what was in Adventures in Babysitting. Yes. Ferris Bueller, you know, like any 80s movie in Chicago, that was my vision of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so this has really given me just a better understanding of the history and like why things are the way they are in different neighborhoods. And it's just, it helps me really appreciate the city in a different way. I also run with a group called Read and Run, and we are essentially a book club for running. So we read a book typically about a neighborhood, then we'll go and run that route. And you get to just like experience the book and experience the neighborhood. And it just is another way to like really appreciate where you are in other people's experiences mm-hmm. in that neighborhood. How long are the distances of these types of group runs? Um, so our donut runs are like three miles. I think the read and run runs, they're typically shorter. They're like three to five miles, mm-hmm. just depending on what we read that month. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's been the latest book um oh gosh right now I know they're doing some trail books and they're doing some guides along the riverfront mm-hmm. I think my personal favorite book so far was three girls from Bronzeville which was um, written by this woman who grew up in Bronzeville with her sister and her best friend and it was their story like throughout their time in that neighborhood essentially growing up and then we ran and saw like a lot of the locations they mentioned so like where they lived, their school, like streets where they got their license, like just random things that like, I feel like you can go and see Bronzeville and just say like, okay, here's a building, here's a building, here's a building. But to think about the people that have lived there and that have like touched these areas and what that meant to them just gives you this whole different perspective. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Okay. So you just ran the Chicago Marathon. How did it go? Oh, it went terribly. (laughs) Tell me everything. I want to hear about your race. (laughs) Uh, I would not say that my training for the marathon was the greatest, but that's okay. It's okay. I will also say that last year and kind of this year, I had signed up for Inside Tracker. So I was feeling, I was oh, feeling okay. kind of off in my body. Mm-hmm. And I don't really go to doctors that often for no good reason. <laughs> so I was like, I'll do Inside Tracker. This is great. Um, I discovered that my iron was super low. My ferritin was low. Oh, wow. Which at the time, I was having a lot of problems. Like, I went from running and running distance to having a lot of problems breathing and, like, being hmm. able to run distance. So I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what. So I started taking iron. I realized that my inflammation was high. I started taking, like, inflammation pills. I'm on, like, a million supplements now. But when it came to the marathon this year, mile one, I was, like, super pumped. 
miles two through six felt like I was running on pins and needles and like six to 12 my legs just felt actually I would say six to like 24 my legs were really heavy and tight and they just didn't feel good but at mile 12 I had run into my boyfriend and I said can I quit I don't want to do this anymore (laughs) I don't think I can do this for 10 more miles it doesn't seem pleasant and he goes well I believe you can finish which I'm very stubborn like I'm very committed I'm very stubborn so when someone says that to me I'm like okay I'm going to finish yeah so for me it was a brutally long day it was it didn't feel great, but mm-hmm. I think the actual vibe in Chicago is so positive and like having random people out there yelling your name, even when you feel terrible, even when you're in the back of the pack and it's like getting warmer out. It's just having people uplift you throughout your entire run is so nice and so necessary. Like, I don't know if some supporters realize how necessary they actually are for people, Like, I feel like they're like, oh, I'm just going to come out here and cheer for my friends. And I'm like, no, we all appreciate you. We all need you. (laughs) Like, what you're doing is amazing. Yeah, that is the fun vibe. You know, I've only spectated Chicago the past couple of years. But it's funny, even as a spectator, like you go out, you're looking for specific people. You're like, I got, but like, as soon as you're on the sidelines, you're just cheering for every single person and hours will go by. And you don't even realize you've just been out there and it's just. It's this brilliant, beautiful thing. And I, you know, I'm coming from a trail and ultra running background. I'm not a road runner. I'm not a city like marathon person. And I was like, I love the marathon now. I don't like, I even think maybe I'll run one, you know, like it's kind of getting me. It's kind of, cause I'm just like, this is a brilliant like display. All these people are supporting these other people. These people are accomplishing their dreams. Like it's a brilliant day. So, I mean, even if you're having a rough day, it's hard to say like you had a bad day because everybody's been so kind. Right. Right. And like, at the end of the day, I was like, okay, my time was not where I wanted it to be. I didn't feel good, but I know that mentally I can get through hard things. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's just something that I often forget to take with me everywhere else that I go. Mm -hmm. Like, it's hard to remember, like you can get through things, you can drive yourself through things, but I feel like coming off of something that I'm like, that wasn't great, but mentally I just pushed through and got myself to the end. It's like, you can do that in other areas of life too. Yeah. That's such a great reflection. I, I'd heard somebody else recently say something really similar. It struck me as like, why do we run and why are we pushing ourselves and hurting our bodies? And we could just be cool and eat donuts and not have to run, you know, <laughs> but it is that like that sense of accomplishment there's not a lot of other areas of your life you can get that of like, oh man, I, I did this really hard thing. You know, I can do this other thing that I think is hard, but in comparison is, is not, and you can push yourself. So no, I love that. Okay. This is a funny question because what are you training for now? Or what do you have your sights on? So I signed up for a marathon in 2019 and I still haven't run it. It's in California. And the first year was deferred because of the pandemic. The second year, I think was still the pandemic, either the pandemic or virtual. I was supposed to run last year, but they didn't have enough security. And so they changed the date and it raised the cost of my flight. So I deferred to next year. Mm. So I may or may not be running a marathon in May. It's a downhill. So I'm just hoping. Wait, what is it called? It's a mountain to beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard of that one for sure. That's like, that's like a big deal out there in that area, that rate. Yeah, it's a lot of people use it for a BQ qualifier. 
Mm. which I am not I found <laughs> out because I I just keep getting progressively slower and I was like maybe if I run a downhill it will like just give me that like a little bit of like maybe it'll <laughs> give me a slightly better time and just give me that little bit of like okay you feel good about this again yeah 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 you could you could PR this yeah amazing like, amazing PR for myself not a BQ don't need that <laughs> I don't get that <laughs> What if you did? That would be amazing. You would really surprise yourself. Okay. So you have to train a little bit in a Chicago winter for that race. Do you run outside here all year long? I do. I cannot run on a treadmill. I get very bored within half of a second. Like I'm just not, it's so funny to be like, yeah, I could run and watch the lakefront, but I can't run on a treadmill because I'm not mentally strong enough for it. (laughs) So I do run all year outside. I just layer up. I get very hot as a runner too. So I'm a big fan of like, you know, long sleeves, a puffy coat, love a good headlamp, have like 30 pairs of gloves, like longer socks. I typically wear either yak tracks or I started wearing trail shoes for the Mm. snow. That's smart. Impressive. Yeah. I can't do treadmills either. I can't. I tried to, I've tried to do it a couple of times when I've been like traveling and I think I can't even get a mile on a treadmill. No. I don't, those people that do like a hundred mile treadmill run. I'm just like, I mean, are you just dead inside? Like, I don't, what are you doing? And are you just in your head the whole time? I don't know what they do to accomplish those treadmill runs. I'm very impressed by it. A lot of like the people that I've talked to, not the ones who have done like hundred miles or marathons or anything, but the people that have been like, oh yeah, I run like regularly like three miles I'm like how do you do it and they'll say I watch tv and I'm like don't you get bored like I can sit in my house and watch tv like all day every day (laughs) yeah but the idea of just like running watching tv my brain is still like when is this over yeah when do I get off of this I think that's even thing for me like you know I could say the lakefront is boring but if I go and run the lakefront I'm still having a diversity of movement of my body, whether it be like slightly pivoting my ankle Mm -hmm. this way or that way, but like the same movements on a treadmill just over, I feel like that's what wears me down. Like there's no diversity in my gait or in my, like anything. And then I also just get really, really bored. Yeah. I mean, there's not even, unless you're changing your speed or your hills, like it's just straight the whole time. Yeah. So you've been in the sport well over a decade. What's something that you've gotten out of running that you didn't really expect when you were first drug into it? So I originally moved to Chicago to do improv. And what I found about running is that it actually, I feel like sometimes when I talk, I'm like, you're such a nerd, but (laughs) it actually includes a lot of like the improv elements. So you have that element of yes and like, yes, I'm going to get up and go for a run and it's, it's going to be long today. Like I can do that. You have that element of support, like whether you run alone or whether you run with people, there's such a huge, very close knit running community. So if you live in Chicago, there's like, my gosh, there are groups everywhere, literally everywhere in every neighborhood. And it's so wonderful. And even if you're not running with one of those groups, if you start following people on social media, like you just run into them when you see them. Like, I think one day I was running in a shirt by Janji and this guy was running in shorts by Janji and we ran by each other and we just were kind of like, oh, hey, nice style. <laughs> but it was the same pattern. So it's just, there's like, there's yes ending, there's support. It's just like, like you can be competitive, but you can also just have fun. Like we're all, we're all here doing it because we love it. Like we say we hate it. I'll joke around and say I hate it, but like truly I love it. It brings me joy. Otherwise, why would I be out here? doing this all the time (laughs) just like this we're all there we're all getting there you can be fast you can be slow you're going to get to the finish line no matter what you can 
run on streets, you can run on trails, you can run really anywhere. Just like this beautiful sport that really anybody can do. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Yeah, I came from East Tennessee and I obviously ran a lot there. Mm. And I never ran into anybody that I knew ever, <laughs> you know, ever. And I, I'm in the third largest city in the country and I run into people all the time here, which is, I think, something like Everywhere. maybe it happened in New York is the type of city it is. But in Chicago, it's so special because of the way the neighborhoods are and the way people socialize here. Like it is such a like it's a million small towns is the vibe that it gets yeah. off and the way that you're able to connect with people, even other runners in the trail that you may not know. And maybe you see the same route every day. You're just like, oh, you make, you make that connection. And I think that's so wild because it's not something people would assume about city running. Right. I feel like people like look at runners and they're just like, like, if you don't run with a group, they're like, oh, you just run on your own. But I just don't ever feel on my own. Like you said, even if it's the same person that I see every morning on my route, I'm like, oh, there's that lady. There's that guy. There's the woman on the bike that woos every day at six <laughs> in the morning. Like she hypes you up. Like, and I feel like if you live in a small town, like there is still social media, right? Like you can still find runners on Instagram. You can find them on TikTok and like people will just hype you up everywhere. Like runners love to support other runners, which is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It is a lovely, it is a lovely thing. They just feel the connections you can get across the country with people. I mean, we could talk about just loving running forever. Um, what is like a big, like dream goal of yours, whether it be like just running in a specific location or running at like a, a specific race? Great question. <laughs> I will say, I think a dream goal, <laughs> not, I'm going to go with a big, hairy, audacious goal here. I don't think it's doable. I don't know. Ooh, yes. Do dream it. goal would be to run like the 3100, right? Oh, yes. So, like, what I would realistically like to do <laughs> is to run, like, your 12-hour race. <laughs> like, I haven't, I haven't done that. So, like, that's a goal of mine. Okay. So, the big scary one. Yeah. The big scary one. Was it the transcendental or transcend? I don't forget what the name of it is. But yeah. 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 It's like the transcendental 3100. Yeah. Well, let's just start with 12 hours, which would be how many yeah. miles as opposed to the 3,100 miles. Let's start I mean, small. that's just like a, if I lived in a dream world where I, I don't know. It's anything. a funny perspective of it. You know, we're in running and all, you know, so it like, we're like, oh yeah, 12 hours when people don't realize like how niche the sport is, like, what is it? like 1% of the whole world even runs a marathon, you know? Right. And so if you were to talk to like the normal person in the street and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go run 12 hours. They would be like, what in the hell is wrong with you? And then for us to casually speak about, oh yeah, the 3,100 miler is just so funny to me that you, you can just keep getting more extreme with it. There's always going to be further I mean, to go. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always like, there's people that can do it, which makes it, it doesn't make it achievable for everyone, obviously, because everybody's body is different and mm -hmm. mentally, like what we're capable of is all different, but it's like to see someone else do it, you're just like, oh, that would be super cool. Yeah. I think years ago, I had watched a documentary on the four deserts and I was talking to a friend about it and I was like, oh, that would be so cool to do. And she was like, can you just stop, <laughs> <laughs> stop doing stop getting in that mental place where you just want to do all these things but I was like I, I can't stop like I want to dream big yeah absolutely absolutely okay now you coach too right 
I do. Yep. I got my certification, I'd say four or five years ago. So I've coached like a handful of friends. Mm -hmm. I honestly am not good at advertising myself, but (laughs) I feel like if you enjoy running a coaching certification Mm -hmm. is like, it's good for yourself because you learn so much. I mean, you're a coach. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like you know all of the things that you actually learn as opposed to just like, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to run today. I'm going to put on my shoes and I'm going to go for a run and whatever, it's going to be fine. Yeah. What What do you think your like coaching philosophy is? Oh, my philosophy is to have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I want people, as someone who didn't enjoy running, as someone who is terrified of the thought of running, I want people to know that they can run and that they should, not that they have to enjoy doing it, but that they should enjoy doing it. Do you ha- I mean, the fact that you've been in it so long, are you able to now to look back now and see the people that you have brought into it kicking and screaming? Long pause. I'm just trying <laughs> to think through all my friends and I'm like, I feel like I have two sets of friends. I have my runner friends and then yeah. my non-runner friends. <laughs> and I feel like everyone I know from running already ran. Mm, and then I hear you. everyone I know who doesn't run is like, I don't enjoy running. And I'm like, well, then don't. Like, if yeah. it doesn't bring you joy, don't do it. Do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Is there another endurance sport that you'd like to get into? I mean, I know that you're close friends with Nimbe. She's a big triathlete. She is. Um, I started biking recently. Okay. So over the pandemic, when people were learning skills, I relearned how to ride a bike. <laughs> so I ride around in a parking lot until I was comfortable riding out of the parking lot. And then- <laughs> merged onto the lakefront trail oh goodness that was a big deal for me now we're like learning streets a little bit and getting comfortable there <laughs> um, so I I don't know if endurance biking or cycling is in my future but like we're building it up mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like what excites me is more of things that involve big adventure so mm-hmm. uh, like adventure races in general I think are super cool I mean they are endurance because what they're doing is long and gritty and mm-hmm. ugly like that would excite me more not that a try isn't exciting but like an endurance race would excite me more than a triathlon yeah is it the location that those endurance events are generally based in I think location it's also like they're doing everything yeah yeah they are doing it's everything like you can't just be good at one thing you have to be good at all of it yeah you have to have knowledge about how to do all of it and I think that's kind of cool and exciting yeah I mean the way that you're having to test your body physically and mentally to troubleshoot and endure is like wild okay so I'm gonna see you in in you know some obstacle courses some long endurance challenges (laughs) see that on your on your radar hour race (laughs) at my 12 (laughs) hour okay I will throw down some obstacles just to like get started you know we'll do like a little ropes course in the middle or something that would be great. <laughs> it would entertain me if nothing else, quite honestly. And that's part of the reason I do all this is for my own entertainment. Um, Tani, I appreciate you so much. You've always been such a good vibe and you've converted several people to come to my races. And I appreciate that about you. And you're, and I see you out. I've seen you out, what, twice now? And one day I was I just like so. eating a payday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had just like sat down and you saw me. And I was talking to Elaine and it happens. I get, you know, spotted all the time. And Elaine thinks it's really funny. And I was like, man, she didn't even see me. And I was running. She said, I mean, I was just sat down. That's okay. I mean, people see me when I'm walking, when I'm 
probably making faces at a car that didn't stop in a crosswalk for me. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. The we have glare. great moments and then we have like real moments. So <laughs> it was very authentic and on brand, but it just, it makes me laugh that that's the time I got caught at. All right, Tawny, I appreciate you. I hope to see you out on a run or at a race soon. Thank you for coming on and have an amazing day. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs>